0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Play to Play, our gaming talk show here at Nuri Northerners. We discuss the gaming news of the week that you don't want to miss out on. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my weekly co-host as always, Danny. Hey guys, welcome to the stream. And Wes. Hey, what's up, chat? And this week we have a special guest. We have Clappy in the house. How's it going, Clappy?
1: What's going on, guys? Appreciate you guys having me on.
0: I appreciate you being here as well. Something we want to get to doing a little bit more is bringing on a guest. So we really appreciate you spending your time with us tonight and we are going to be going over some gaming news, something that we're all excited about being gamers and Clappy, How about you take a little bit of a moment and uh, tell everyone uh, just a little bit more
1: about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm Clappy Von Trapp. I stream on Twitch uh, Wednesday through Saturdays. I main on Sea of Thieves. I do some horror. I'm, I'm a variety streamer when it comes down to it. I play basically whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do play a lot of Sea of Thieves. That's my game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just I like to spread as much positivity as I can and yes. love hanging out with people on the internet. Right. <laughs> I'm not not so much on face-to-face contact, but I love hanging out with people <laughs> on the internet. Something about that, right? It's almost like the terms and conditions are yours. They're there. You can always. Say. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. If I don't want to see you anymore, I can just disconnect, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, if, if I don't want to chat, mute. Yeah, you know, it's, yep. just, it's one of those perfect things. But yeah, we were talking about Sea of Thieves there earlier, and you mentioned that Sea of Thieves is uh, one of your favorite games, and and mm-hmm. that uh, uh, you're actually going to be playing it a lot in the next coming month.
1: you have something big going on? Uh, yes. So there is a big initiative uh, for raising money for St. Jude going on right now, um, Sailing for St. Jude. And I am going to be setting up a campaign on my channel alongside many other streamers, um, I know Deep Sea Homer, who is a Sea of Thieves streamer, is doing it. um gosh, I can't even remember. I can't remember all of them that are doing it right now. But anyway, there's a lot of them, and we're gonna be raising money for St. Jude all throughout the month of March or March May. Um, so yeah, gonna be playing quite a bit of Sea of Thieves this month. All right, that's really exciting and a very good cause to be playing towards
0: too. It's always good when. I was mentioning just uh, during the, the intermission before we came live that when content creators use their platforms to do something with it, use their audience to, to do good. So it's really, really good Absolutely. for you to do that. And we look forward to, of course, watching you over the next month playing some Sea of Thieves. Heck yeah, do it for the kids. Doing it for the kids. So, what do you guys see? We get into some gaming news. You guys ready? Let's do, do it. it. All, right. All right. So, the first one we're going to dive into tonight is uh, Sony. And Sony's going to come up a few times tonight. There's some big Sony news. Especially one that came out just this afternoon. So we're gonna get to that in just a few minutes here but the first one we're gonna get to is Sony aggressively investing in third-party titles and uh, Even their own first-party studios, so According to one of their Sony earnings call CFO Hiroko uh, Tokoki Toki sorry explained that the uh, the company wants to enhance its exclusive offerings and it's gonna do so in two ways uh we intend to continue investing and in partnering with external studios in in addition to aggressively investing in our in-house studios uh they pointed specifically to their partnership with the uh assassins creed creator jade raymond's new studio haven uh it's going to be creating a new playstation ip and after announcing uh a new multiplayer game that's going to be coming from developers of both halo and destiny there's going to be even more partnerships hopefully coming down the road in that road so Kind of where I want to go with this, with you guys, uh, is a few ways. So, uh, Wes, with you first, obviously Sony's going to be throwing a lot of money behind their first-party uh, and third-party devs. Um, which kind of studios do you feel that Sony's going to be aggressively trying to get another title out soon from? What would be your guess?
2: I mean, from, from first-party stuff, I, I mean, obviously they're going to be touting uh, Guerrilla, uh with Horizon coming out Later this year. Um and then following that, Sony Santa Monica, of course, with God of War, which they announced for this year, but we've seen nothing since they teased it. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's not coming this year anymore. Mm -hmm. Um so I mean those would be the the big two that I, I feel they'd probably have next on on deck. Um I I kinda a lot of their first party stuff I can't see what might be coming from them like sucker punch uh just finished uh uh ghost of tsushima last year uh naughty dog is apparently working on a uh last of us uh remaster for the ps5 Mm -hmm. um that was sort of leaked in in some some stuff uh a story a couple weeks back um and then like third party is a little things where things get a little hazier um i think obviously when you you get like these these newer startups uh like the the team uh of former halo and and destiny devs uh that's a newer studio so we don't know what's coming from them the jade raymond studio is the same thing uh we we have no idea what's coming from them even though they they tout it as a a playstation exclusive ip that they're working on uh so those are those are kind of still kind of risky um you know you've got the pedigree but you have no idea what they're working on, so it could be anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, their stuff is going to be focused on that big AAA uh, experience. That, that seems to be the thing they want. And if you kind of look at, you know, the last few years of the PS4, that's what you're getting from them. You're getting great games. Those are blockbuster games. But it seems like it's these, these big blockbuster games, not these, uh, not these smaller indie titles anymore.
0: And speaking on that, I actually find that, in my opinion, out of the two studios right now, and this is this is taking the Bethesda uh or Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda out of the equation for now because we haven't seen an Elder Scrolls Six, we haven't seen an exclusive follow game. Um, I find that Sony actually has a better portfolio of first party studios to work with. And Totoki actually went on, going on, saying that they're going to be investing about 183 million additional dollars year-on-year U.S. into their first-party studios. Um, he also went on to uh, highlight a little bit about their recent uh, um, uh, funding into uh, Fortnite, into Epic's multiverse, and all the. He's obviously sorry. Something else we're going to be talking about later tonight. Um, their interest in Discord um they're really heavily investing on that that social front and it's going to be interesting because there is no game pass out of them um that that might be something that we end up seeing clappy what do you think could be sony's end game with the amount of money that they're throwing into their first party do you think that they could be going like a game pass sort of deal or do you think that they're going to avoid that
1: as far as the game pass thing goes i don't know i i think honestly in my personal opinion i think they would be silly not to go with something along that route because honestly microsoft is absolutely killing it with game pass right now and you can't get a better deal in gaming right now um getting all of the first party exclusives day one in your subscription to game pass you can't beat that Mm -hmm. um I hope that's what they're doing, because, I mean, they, they, they've got the PlayStation Now, which is okay, I guess. But it's not the same as what Game Pass offers. And it's a, look,
2: and it's a decent collection, too. What is Game Pass? The, no, the, the, the PlayStation The PlayStation collection. Now. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the oh, collection. sorry, I, I misheard you. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, no problem. Um, but yeah, that that too, though, and that's a decent collection. But it's games that have been there yeah. for mm-hmm. an entire generation. You know, yeah. like they're old games. And you know, while Game Pass may have some older games too, them bringing in the first party exclusives or the first party Xbox games, like day one, is absolutely amazing in my eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. I I think it is too. Um, yeah, that you know, the, the Xbox bringing in those titles day one like that, it, it's something. Something that else. Uh, something else too um, that Sony's been doing is they've been releasing their titles on PC, rather unheard of up until the last few years. Horizon Zero Dawn being one of the first. Days Gone, I believe, is coming out this month. If if it has not already. Uh, I
1: believe so. Yeah.
0: Not yeah. been released. Yeah. So that's gonna be the Star-based second re-refer. one. Um, They did turn down a Days Gone 2. So maybe that could be where they're going to be heavily investing this money in their first-party titles is making them better for PC gaming as well. Uh, Danny, for you, what do you think between Microsoft and Sony or Xbox and PS4, who has the better front-line office of games?
3: Um, For me, I would have to say that... uh... For me personally I would say Sony does just because I think it has more um, returning franchises is what I want to say with Microsoft you know you have a a bunch of new releases new characters new games coming out um, new IPs are starting to show up Uh, and Sony has its new IPs but it also has its returning games Um, so I think to me personally as being not much of an Xbox fan but more of a Sony guy um even though i'm not technically a huge Sonic guy but i am more into sony than i am to microsoft uh but i definitely see that uh sony has a lot more i'm hoping with this thing and you know bringing the uh, increasing their first party exclusives uh great thing because i think that's what that's been missing over the last uh, two generations of, of systems uh so hopefully they'll learn from that and of course they're they're up. They're upping their uh, their third party as well. So that's great. Uh, whether or not uh, as Chappie, right? Is is that your name? Uh, Clappy. Ka- Clappy. Sorry about that, but So as as Clappy was saying, that's you know that he he wants to see um, like a Game Pass come to PlayStation. I think eventually you're right. I think you know Sony is gonna try and copy the same idea as Microsoft. Uh, whether it's gonna be anytime soon or sometime later, it's a very you know it's an open air question mm. PlayStation now of course is uh like you said it has uh a lot of the older titles um and I don't think it gets updated very often uh, so uh, I think that eventually maybe it will we'll see what happens um but as of right now yeah I am more into the camp of Sony than I am into Microsoft yeah. I think a lot of us are there too
0: Microsoft's making some rebounds though and I, I'm a Microsoft fan I'm an Xbox fan and same I think like Sea of Thieves is one of those games that Clappy and I talked about it, where we both play at the beginning, we both fall off, and now you're heavily into it, I'm beginning to get back into it. I, I think Microsoft is making a resurgence here with their games. You know, they have the uh they have the uh, uh I forget their term on it, but you ha- you're able to play Grounded, that game by uh I believe it's Rare. Uh the uh Grounded is Obsidian. Obsidian, sorry. Yes, that's the mm-hmm. one uh, the Ant one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Yes, yeah, so you're able to play that right now, and I think them having those kind of games and upcoming the fable game is gonna be coming out, Halo Infinite coming out, they're getting around the to a lot of their games, yeah, they're getting a lot like, of their, their meat's coming, so hopefully that yeah. that levels out
1: soon, but I think Sony does have the edge right now so i mean i I agree with that and and it honestly, it kind of goes back to the launch of the last gen consoles um Microsoft really almost blew it with the xbox one yeah. uh like honestly, if they hadn't if they hadn't turned around basically everything that they said at the beginning, I like, I think the Xbox One would have failed. But they have really done a fantastic job over the last generation of rebuilding their brand and you know, coming back strong and, you know, being a major contender still in the console in um. the
2: console wars. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and like that launch haunted them throughout that oh, it was, most it was of awful. that generation, right? Yeah. yeah. Like there were still people that thought like that you couldn't buy used games on that system because, yeah. because of that stuff early on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's a well, the way that they
3: phrased it was was very stupid in the way that yeah. uh, they didn't really explain anything properly. It was just, hey, let's throw this all together, uh, and hopefully our fan base will be uh, very happy about our new system. But they, yeah, like you guys said. They they pretty much shot themselves in the foot. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They absolutely, they absolutely did. We're going to move on from that, and we're going to move on to some movies and gaming topics, because obviously there's the hype of Mortal Kombat out right now, and gaming yes. and movies has never been at the forefront more than it has right now. And there's one movie coming out that I'm really excited for, and that's the Borderlands movie. And the cast continues to be finally rounded out here. Including who is going to be playing one of the legendary characters in the series Moxie so it's gonna be Gina Gershon is going to be playing as Moxie as Lionsgate has finally began rounding out their cast and There's a few other people are gonna be joining us. There's uh, Gina Gershon, JN Jackson, Charles Babalola, Benjamin Byron Davis, Stephen Boyer and Ryan Redman are gonna be adding on to the cast there uh, Bobby Lee uh, will also be introduced in the role of Larry so they're already adding on to the Rather stacked cast of Kate Blanchett Kevin Hart Jack Blatt Jamie Lee Curtis and there's a few other names that are going to toss in there as well And obviously the director is Eli Robb um, So copy I want to hand this to you because I know you mentioned Borderlands 2. Are you excited for this movie? Coming oh,
1: yeah. out? Uh I am cautiously optimistic about this movie coming out. I am very excited about it, honestly. Um, I have very low expectations because I've been burned on movies before. And the casting, I'm not going to lie, has been a little bit out of left field for me personally, as far as like, I mean, Kevin Hart is Roland. I don't know. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. That one, um we'll see. <laughs> just Roland always seemed like such a big dude, Kevin like the Orks, Rock. <laughs> such a not big dude, yeah, <laughs> like the know? Rock or like Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah, or... Terry Crews. I just yeah, Alba. Man, I just Alba. Yeah, I just, I just Alba, 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 Yeah. Right? Wow. Um, man, but cool. no, I'm I'm very excited, Uh very excited about it. Um, but yeah, cautiously optimistic. Obviously, I go into it with very low expectations. That way I'm not let down. <laughs> right. Jack
0: black is clap though. Could there have been
1: anyone better? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think when I look at the people in Hollywood and I think of claptrap, I think Jack black is the perfect casting for him just because he's so wild and crazy. And yeah. like his improv ability is like, ah, I think it's gonna I think he's gonna do great as Claptrap.
0: I, I, I think he is too. Danny, I know you're a big fan of video game movies. And this one has obviously been shaping up with its cast too. Look you know, the, as as uh Clappy puts it there, cautiously optimistic. Um
3: what do you think of this is kind of shaping up to be so far? Um, uh, you know what, like like Clappy is saying, it's uh you have to go into these movies um I wouldn't say with low expectations but uh you gotta you gotta be prepared to either really love this movie or really kind of not like it or you know be in that middle ground where i am with a few of the video game movies uh there are a lot of video game movies that are really horrible that i absolutely love Uh, you guys know that from past uh past episodes Mm -hmm. uh but uh, yeah this movie you, you know it's I'm not a huge fan of borderlands i'm not as pumped as you are jake but uh i'll definitely see it when it comes out because i appreciate video game movies and i i love them for some reason i find the video game movies are just more um i don't know you you feel that escapism you you i, I there's it's just something about those movies that i love even though they're horrible uh like i was watching street fighter legend of chun Li the other day i forgot how bad that movie is but i freaking <laughs> love that movie I don't know what it I is, but I love about that, and I was like, "Man, what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I tell you, it's just, it's just like the it's just like the Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, Street Fighter. Like that's a the, good. Uh... Well, yeah, it is a great one <laughs> I like, can get behind. Yeah, see, me too. Like it's it's really bad, but it's 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 freaking awesome. Bad, like it's just cheesy. It's great. Um, but you know, we we've evolved from the uh, from those types of movies, kind of like how comic book movies evolved. Um, and uh, sci-fi movies have evolved. And, and, you know, all the movies evolve over time, depending on who's creating them uh, and the audience and stuff. So uh, hopefully this one's great. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the set photos of it, but there are a couple of set photos uh, of the movie. And I, I don't know if you guys like to be spoiled, but uh, I try to avoid them, but Facebook keeps throwing it in our face. Um, or, you know, even any social media property is throwing it in, in, in yeah. our face. Uh, so, yeah, it's like, it, it's great that we're starting to get... More serious video game movies being done, like Mortal Kombat was the last one. I actually really liked it. Uh, there's a lot of people who, too. yeah, there's a lot of people who have a lot of hate for it. You know, people fighting over, uh, you know, you, you don't you you like it, and you got the ones who are claiming that they're huge Mortal Kombat fans. You know, saying that I'm bad that I don't understand Mortal Kombat. Uh, you know, games being adapted to movie are always going to be different. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not one game that I want it to be completely following the the game uh, sorry i should say that the movie completely following the game because you know why watch the movie then I'd rather yeah. i'd rather just play the game i like to see something different what makes these things great is that being a, a being a, a filmmaker such for myself like i love to put my own touch into stuff I, and i love seeing directors put their own touch in it um you know some some things that are changed up from the game because like i said I, for one, am one of those guys who like to see a change from the source material. Doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a massive change, but you know, some changes. Like Mortal Kombat, is very different compared to uh, the two movies that we got before, or even different than what the game's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's been it's still a great movie, and it, it's all up to people's opinions. Right? Everyone has a different I, taste on movies and such. I think with
1: the people, <clears throat> the people that just absolutely hate Mortal Kombat. Uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie, I think they wouldn't have liked any Mortal Kombat movie that was made. Exactly. I agree 100%. Um, Because I think, like, given what that Mortal Kombat movie was, I don't think they could have done it better. I mean, I think maybe with a bigger budget, with some better names, it may have been... The acting would have been a little bit better, sure. But, I mean, as far as story goes... I thought it was good. And to touch on what Danny was saying about the story of the, the video game movies, I think video game movies, especially based off games such as like, I don't know, say if there was a halo movie or something, I think that it should be in the halo universe, not a halo story. Mm -hmm. Like, like a a Mm spinoff of halo set in the Halo universe with characters from the Halo universe, but not a story that's been in the video games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you successfully make a video game
2: movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think there's only so much there story wise for a lot of, like if if you were just directly translating a game into a movie, yeah, there's only so much story there. And I don't think you can fill out that movie. in in that way right because because so much of it is the gameplay experience that's the focus of it so Um, hmm. one thing i want to ask you
0: on that note because it's rather interesting that you know we have a borderlands movie coming out and you know there's a talk of you know obviously video game movies not doing particularly well um There's word right now that the Last of Us movie that was in development, the reason that it got scrapped and has now been changed over to a TV series was because it was far too action-oriented. And this is what I feel, is that as a video game coming to a movie, it is way too difficult to take what a video game is and squeeze it into an hour and a half, two hours explain. You go over two hours, you're losing most people. That's like Lord of the Rings. And there's a reason why Amazon, instead of making a Lord of the Rings movie, they went, I think, and made a TV show out of it, because people are able to watch 40 to 60 minutes a lot more consumably than they are able to watch something that's two hours, something that's three hours long. That, and they're able to tell a better story. Over 10 episodes that are a total of six and a half, seven hours of film Versus a two and a half movie that you're cramming this story into, they're going over here, they're going over here, they're booming this guy, they're banging this guy, they're taking this, they're grabbing this, Woohoo, they win yeah. whoa, and whoa, too much a little bit sometimes, so what do you think there Wes, on that? do you think that games gaming movies need to be- you know they need to be movies or should they be
2: more focused on t v shows i th- I think you can do. I think you can do both. I think both can can work. Um I think it just kind of depends on on what the the actual IP is. Um I honestly like when I was watching Mortal Kombat and I I like the movie. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Uh I will put that out there. Watching it I was like I want to see more about these characters and doing it in a for a fighting game is really really hard because yeah. you need to have a bunch of fights so you need like seven or eight characters 10 12 Mm -hmm. characters and i I kept thinking i want there to be like maybe two less characters so we can flesh out who we have a little more Mm -hmm. um and and give a little bit more story on them uh because even when it came to the fight scenes like it it seemed like there was like two or three fights going on in most of the fight scenes um so i was like i kind of want i wanted to see more of certain characters uh Mm -hmm. that that you didn't really see fleshed out like kano carried the movie and cabal was awesome but he was only in it for like 10 20 minutes and most of Mm -hmm. that was him fighting um which isn't none of that's necessarily a bad thing it's just i want to see more of of this this universe they're creating so if if anything it's like i want i I want you to flesh it out a little more but i i I honestly think it, it depends on on the franchise like you if you strip out all of the gameplay out of a game and just take like the cutscenes as like the quote unquote story of the game, you're not gonna end up with a whole lot. Yep. No. Yeah. Right? Like if you strip out all all just the cutscenes of a Halo movie or it of a Halo game, it's it's not gonna be a whole lot. It yeah. it's it's gonna be these little these little snippets, right? So the games have got that that experience of of playing the game. And Last of Us does a great job of Building that relationship between Joel and Ellie Mm -hmm. through just the gameplay—not—not even just like the moment to moment—I'm hiding from a guy and then I'm choking him out and that sort of thing—but like the little conversations they have between those those combat Mm arenas. You know, there's there's Ellie trying to learn how to whistle at one point in the first one, and then Joel sort of teaching her how to do that, and then later in the game she actually does it. You know, like, there's those those relationship building that, that happens there that you'd, you'd also have to pull those out and put those into the movie or else you just don't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that's how I feel. I think those kind of things are better done. Like, you're talking about the Mortal Kombat. You know, Had they done a 40-45-minute 40, episode where, you know, two characters are kind of introduced half half where you know their stories are drawn out because that's what we want when we see these characters is we want more backstory, you know, yeah. e- even in Lower the Rains, like you know it's still you're kind of itching to know more about each of the characters. You learn a little bit about them, but you still want to know a little bit more about them and have seen them before in action, and you don't really get those chances. So you know, with yeah. the TV series, you're you're able to flesh out those stories more. You're able to show those behind the scenes of them not fighting and shooting and 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 being the hero 24-7 you can see those fragile moments even you know
2: um, and I, I think that's what's working for the witcher because <laughs> there's so much in the witcher that is referenced because of his amnesia throughout much of that series mm-hmm. that they they you know he'll meet someone and like, oh you know witcher like you know Geralt and he's like i'm i'm sorry i don't you know and then, and then they'll kind of tell a little story about him yeah to him yeah. and and so they can kind of explore that stuff in the series. And and they, Mm -hmm. they did that confusingly. So in the, that first uh, season of the the show, but like they can explore those, those stories that weren't in the game that were just kind of told to you, these little anecdotes here and there, as you kind of played through that game. And I think that's the advantage that the Witcher has as a show that it would completely lose if they just made a Witcher movie.
0: Mm -hmm. And that too i think it's also a testament and we'll move on to another one after this but i think it's also a testament to see what disney is doing with star wars where they've kind of moved off of making movies and now you're just seeing the obi-wan is going to be i believe a six episode series mandalorian series the bad company is a series the squadrons is a series you now they're they're not really yeah. making those those movies because again it's, it's just so limiting but uh Let's move on here because we got a couple more things we want to get through tonight, including a rather juicy one Uh, This guy has been on a topic uh, Of the most overpaid CEOs for a rather long time now and that is Bobby Kotick the CEO of Activision and apparently Get this he's taking a 50% cut to his pay in 2016 his current tra- his current contract uh, was set uh, it- It's expected to end on December 31st of this year uh, However, the company is renewing it and this is how it was first spotted about this pay cut as seen by GamesIndustry.biz. industry. Uh, Biz It mentioned obviously lavish uh, praise for the CEO raising significant shareholder returns and improving the market value but uh as a result of them wanting to take down his compensation package and reevaluate it, he's going to be taking a 50% cut, bringing his base salary from 1.75 million dollars per year down to a mere 875 thousand dollars. Is uh, that it? Right? is that is that it? He's not. <laughs> how how is he possibly going to survive? Look at this. <laughs> There's more. He's still Ooh, eligible oh, for up to two hundred percent of his base salary bonus, uh, base salary and bonus per year. But oh, that? Uh, good. I was worried about him. Be- being that his, <laughs> being that his total's been reduced, he now can only ma- earn a max potential of one point seven five instead of three point five million. Very
2: hard done by. Man. Uh, I, so
1: uh, <laughs> let me wipe this tear away.
2: Real yeah. Quick. So, so are they investing this money into something that's not Call of Duty? Okay. So <laughs> since they have no studios working on anything else.
0: In total, <clears throat> two point six million is his each year if he keeps all the objectives that he's gonna uh, that the board has set for him to meet. So, uh, see, the thing is that we see he still has this whole thing going down with this bonus of up to two hundred million dollars that is going to be awarded at the end of June potentially with the approval of a board committee and this has to 200. do two hundred million this is just a bonus for uh uh i believe a uh a rise in his stock value I mean, so stock price went up it's just yeah it's uh it's it,
1: absurd that is an absurd amount of money I'm yeah. so
0: so then then i want to bring you up in here first what do you think? of this guy finally taking a 50% cut. I mean, he receives a bunch of lavish praise, but they also cut 190 employees earlier just this year and 800 employees back in 2019. Do you think this guy deserves lavish praise for his performance?
3: No, de- definitely <laughs> definitely does not. It, it seems like they're sugarcoating it, where, you know, oh, he, he's taken a cut of that. But uh, like you said, what about all those people that, who lost the jobs? And, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's all a bunch of mumbo jumbo. It makes they make it seem like it's great, but in the end, they're stomping on the little guy. Um, so yeah, it, him taking a, a you know a cut in profit that's magical. Congratulations for you know making poor families even more poor that they're out of work and you know struggling to make a living, especially now with COVID happening and all that. It's just like I don't know like the companies get me sometimes just aggravate me because how stupid things can get but yeah him getting that price cut is just it's it's one of those things to put on the board be like yeah we're, we're doing some great work here because you know we we you know i'm gonna take that price cut you know it's it's gonna be great but yeah i don't know it, it's pathetic i think Clappy, uh, do you think really it great.
0: should be at all possible for someone in a CEO position, and I, I can understand being awarded stocks, but there's being awarded stocks to an amount that would, within five years, turn into a $200 million bonus. Do you think that a CEO should ever be really walking away from a company, having been there in five years, with, including salary, uh, having earned potentially up to $220 million? No.
1: I don't think so. Um, I this <clears throat> this is getting into a little bit of a little bit of a touchier situation, but like honestly, I think CEOs are far overpaid in general, and I think eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year is far too much for a CEO to be paid. Yeah. Um, when you look at Dan Price, uh, who owns Gravity Payments out in Oregon, who in I think it was like twenty fourteen or twenty sixteen, one cut his own salary down to 75,000 a year so that he could pay every single one of his employees, $70,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And his business is booming. He's opened another location. There's no reason for CEOs to be making that much money.
2: No. So Iwata famously did the same thing when Nintendo was struggling. He took yeah. a 50% pay cut so that he didn't have, like, they didn't have to lay anybody off
1: yeah like yeah. taking a pay cut to avoid laying people off is heroic this is a farce yeah and to to get a you know
0: a, a, an applause for hey you did a really really good job for these last couple of years we yeah. let go a thousand people <laughs> but on paper you made us a lot of money yeah good job
1: good job by letting out a thousand people that's good that's yes. great Pat on the and back investment. guys
0: all yeah. of a sudden One... our profits skyrocketed with those thousand people out it's great we made <laughs> even more money this is just... and, and then and then it's we, shipped... it's
1: like we don't pay people we get more money i don't
0: know right and then the best part is we lost a blizzard polish because we shipped war uh, warcraft 3 remastered
2: yeah just... um, let's not forget the blizzard employees that we're talking about like <laughs> not having, not buying food for lunch, and you know, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff with Activision that, man, yeah, and yeah. So, so myself, and, look, and look, Call of Duty is a great game. Like, I, I I'm not going to fault that game, but man, right? Like, it's it's you, this you can, is just something else. You can love the game, but not the yeah, company yep. like yeah, I mean,
0: absolutely. Well, and I bet you can only feel for the devs at this point, Wes.
2: And yeah, and uh... oh yeah, with some of those smaller studios like that are that are just churning out Call of Duty DLC now. You know, after making games that have sold well, like Tony Hawk One and Two, and uh, what was the, the the Crash and Spyro games did really well, and it, those those were fantastic remasters. And Is that now big we're. Then? uh geez i'd have to look it up I yeah i I can't think of the studios off off the top of my head but yeah they're they're Uh, working on call of duty stuff now
0: all about that call of duty cycle that keeping it going keeping it viciously going year after year after year but let's move on to another one here um this is this is I kind of find uh interesting so despite assurances that they wouldn't do this. Uh, Doom Eternal has added paid cosmetic DLCs <laughs> to, to the game. Uh, so prior to Doom Eternal's launch, the creative director Hugo Martin had responded to a Facebook comment confirming the, the game would have no store. No store, Martin wrote. No store. Nothing you can unlock in external with XP has anything to do with player abilities or content that would impact your game in any way. The only thing you can unlock with XP is cosmetics. These cosmetics have no impact on how you play. They just look cool. Eternal is a $60 game, not a free-to-play game or mobile game. We are giving you a complete experience with no storage, just like you'd expect. Unlocking skins with XP is a part of the experience. If you care about that stuff or you can completely ignore it, it will have no impact on your experience at all. And it's all free. So these two packs, uh they were not the first uh, pieces of cosmetic DLC to be made available. Uh however, the theme with these items is that some of these items were originally included as a pre order incentive. Uh Man, sounds about right. Yeah. So Wes, I wanna throw this to you first. What what do you make of a studio coming out and saying that they wouldn't do something
2: and then going ahead and doing it? Is this new? Well, I mean, I can tell you how it happened. Um, like you said, Hugo is the um he's the creative director there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a fantastic game designer. Um, he's a very very smart man when it comes to video games and, and specifically shooters. Um, he does not make that call. That there, is there, not there. his call to make. Right. It's someone else has told them to do it. And that's that's just the way that that's the way that works. So, it's it sucks it's unfortunate um but yeah it unfortunately he can say that all he wants but he's he's not making that decision um but yeah i agree with the, the his original logic it's a 60 game that thing was a full price game like there's no reason to have that stuff in there and i i still argue that you know even even just being cosmetic stuff it it's still affects gameplay um not like in the sense of like numbers and that sort of thing like obviously it's not affecting damage or multiplayer and things like that mm. but your experience your enjoyment of the game is the gameplay like and and how those cosmetics are that are a portion of that i've said that with ghost ghost of tsushima i had that really fucking awesome hat for for my dude <laughs> And that I wore that hat throughout the entire game even though I got it 20 minutes in because yeah. it was a fucking awesome hat right. and it was just in the game. And that was my enjoyment. Like, if, if that hat cost $2.50, I would not have enjoyed that game that much because I wouldn't have had it. Yeah.
0: Flappy, to you, would you be all right if you had been a day one purchaser of a game? And receive some pre order content, some hey, exclusive content for pre ordering, thank you. And then a year later, you see, or two years later, whatever, you see that same content returned in the game in a paid format for other people to be purchased. Would you find that uh, offensive in that you no longer have exclusive access to it, or are you okay with it coming back into circulation
1: so that other people can use it? So. This is actually a big thing in the Sea of Thieves community, uh, talking about cosmetics and like, re-releases and stuff like that, because a lot of the cosmetics in Sea of Thieves are timed exclusives that people love to flex. And I think if it's... Well, first of all, I don't believe in pre-order bonuses. I think that's one of the biggest plagues of the video game industry in the history of the industry. But... I think that if I had pre-ordered it for that specific bonus, and then six months down the line, people are able to pay for it, I would be. Yeah, um, I think if you're going to do that, uh, I think the I like the way that Rare does it um, in Sea of Thieves. It's uh, they won't release the item, but they have released some reskins in different colors and mm-hmm. different. Like some different patterns and stuff like that, which I'm okay with that. I'm okay with reskins, I'm okay with that. But to release the exact same thing that you get on the pre-order bonus, no.
0: What about your mention there for a timed event exclusive too? Hey, during these two weeks only, you get this item if you grind out this. Yeah. So you spend those two weeks, you grind out that item, and then six months later, oh hey, four ninety nine, get the legendary sword of gas. Goss- you know,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there's there's actually a point of contention right now with uh Rare and Sea of Thieves because of the the Pirate Emporium. Uh basically, you know, Rare delivers free content updates uh on a quarterly basis now. It was a monthly basis for over a year, um, giving free updates and free content. So they mm-hmm. implemented the Pirate Emporium to give you more cosmetics that you could choose to pay for mm-hmm. if you wanted them. Um and some people don't like that. But I think, you know, with with the way that Sea of Thieves is, it's, I think at most I've seen it at $50. Um, and I've seen it down anywhere to $20. And it's included in Game Pass. I think with them giving us free content updates for over two 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 and a half years now, I think they've earned the right to kind of put in a store for people that want to buy extra cosmetics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there know? needs to be a way to continue revenue generation. And you know, after two and a half years, hey, the wells trying to run dry of new exactly. people who haven't bought the game. And exactly. you know, you've know you kind of hit your clientele max in a lot of ways. You kind of got to hey, get back into the pond. I, I 100% agree with that.
1: Yeah. And, uh... I don't I don't personally have a problem with microtransactions or cosmetics or you know DLC or anything like that. I think pre-order bonuses are trash and I think pre-orders are absolute hot garbage too, but I think if as long as what I pay for when I get a game feels complete and feels worth the money that I spent on it, mm-hmm. anything extra is just that. It's extra. Like yeah. That's, that's kind of how I look at games and DLC and stuff like that.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's a fair way to look at it for, for something that's like an ongoing service like like Sea of Thieves is, where it's, yeah. the, it's sort of this continuous thing. Uh, I, I, you know My example with Ghost of Tsushima is this is a single-player game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know there's a, it, a, a multiplayer mode that they, they added, and that was a free update. But, but that you know single-player $60 game that is kind of out and done? Yep yeah that's a a different situation yeah
1: i I agree with that but like like i said even at that point um if they decide to release like a content dlc like what you know most most single player games do they'll come out with an extra content dlc at six months to a year down the line Mm -hmm. like that's cool i see Mm -hmm. where this is saying with the cosmetics though and i totally agree that that's like that's not really you know i I, that's
3: kind of skeezy in my opinion Mm-hmm. Danny, what do you think? Uh so I have uh um I, I agree with most of that. Um I do agree that, you know, uh if they said that it wasn't going to, then you know, they really shouldn't. Uh I agree I disagree with Chapp with uh Poppy, though, as, as for me I love pre orders. I love pre order bonuses. I thought I think those are amazing, uh which is why I go out and pre order stuff. But uh um it doesn't bother me if they released it later. To to me, honestly, it's... Mm. It's one of those things where it's just like... Half the time... Um, I lose the save... Or I, lo- I change s- the system... Or whatever, and I lose... Uh, the pre-order bonus has happened to me a couple of times... With different games. It doesn't bother me, because I can just go back and buy it. But uh, I agree with most of the stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it, DLC, cosmetic stuff... Uh, other things like that. Sometimes, sometimes it's too much. Um, looking at Capcom, uh, as much as I love, I love Capcom. I love Street Fighter. I love mm-hmm. all the other games. Uh, some of those I've DLC packs. A lot packs,
2: of money on Street Fighter.
3: Yeah, those 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 packs, those DLC packs are just absolutely ridiculous. The mm-hmm. uh, like uh, paying for one character costs you between the seven to twelve dollar range, which is just insane. Um, but I don't know. It all depends. We all know that DLC. We all know that the cosmetic stuff is what makes the you know, makes games money, uh, especially the game companies who enjoy that money. Um, look at you know. They do enjoy money. Yeah, they do enjoy that green stuff. But uh, like look at it for every game, whether it's Fortnite, Call of Duty, um, all the fighting games, Mortal Kombat, of course, does it as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an easy buff for them, even though some of their games are not officially complete when they uh come out right away Um, this not only does it for some games i like it because it gives um gives a longer life to the game such as like smash brothers who give you new characters you know with the dlcs um of course all the other all the other games but there is being a little too out there a little too much being thrown into these games like uh, like I said, those character packs for for characters are just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I w- <laughs> I, w- I would really like to see like you know a cut in price on that. Then I might actually you know go out and buy all the stuff like costumes for for characters in Street Fighter. If I was to buy every costume in that game, I would probably spend about four hundred dollars. On a, just and, costumes, and you'd alone. have like yeah.
2: thirty Chun Li costumes, and <laughs> exactly. like five for everybody else. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. And I'm just not get even joking about it. that
3: one. No. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy how much um, how much money is actually you know, that people invest in the games, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure about Sea of Thieves because I don't play it. Um, but I'm sure that you've invested uh, quite a bit of money into that game since oh, yeah. it is your favorite, right? So uh, you're going to get these people who, who really enjoy um, their game and they're going to they're going to shell out the money. It, it's just it's one of those things, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, everyone has their own idea of of whether it's it's fair or not fair or if they want to do it or not do it. That is up to the gamer, right? It, you know, you're not being forced these companies are not putting a gun to your head saying that you need to buy them. Uh it's your choice. Uh, though there there are some things that I don't agree with, like uh, you know, it giving uh a boost in um in uh you know uh not difficult to but oh shit, how do I put it? Like making your character better than someone who hasn't invested money into the game.
2: You pay know, to they're win. just playing. Yeah, pay to win stuff.
3: Yeah. yeah, thank you. That That's exactly what I was saying. You know, something like that, I don't agree with. I, I think that should be taken out. They, you know, there should be no um, advancement for people who pay money.
1: Mm-hmm. If yeah, the game, I agree 100% with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: if, a, if a game has that kind of thing, like Call of Duty or, or, you know, something competitive like that, there should be no advantage at all. Everyone should be on a, on a a on a level basis. Starting off and you know cosmetics that's fine, you know the changing your character that's fine too, you know all that stuff is fine. it's when it makes your makes you a god in a game amongst people who have not spent money in it yeah that's that's where I don't agree with uh with all the d l c and all that stuff. has to be fair for everyone
2: yeah, I agree right. with that, so I guess at the like the end of the day what what I would just like to see overall is just transparency of what like obviously. Like, you can never say never, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. you, you know, Hugo at, at no point should have said, we're never going to do this. I, I don't yeah. know what the exact quote was, but, you know, you you can't say that, you know, in perpetuity. That's just not a thing. Um, But at least be transparent about these things. Like, if you're going to do a season pass for a thing, let people know exactly up front what they're getting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't do, like our season pass is, you know, $50, you can pre-order it before the game's out and we'll tell you more about that after release. Like, mm-hmm. then don't, don't, don't buy it now. Don't yeah. let people buy it now. Like, I, I, I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money, you do what you want with your money, but, you know, I, it, it's so easy for, for video game companies to take advantage of people's, you know, passion for this stuff mm-hmm. and, and desire and that, that, that fear of missing out like that that just permeates so much of the industry um absolutely does yeah it just just ends up if they were just transparent about what was coming what the plan was and how that how we as players are are going to see that and and be able to access it then i i think that just alleviates a lot of excuse me alleviates a lot of these problems yeah. yeah,
0: Lilo brings up a good point up in chat, and then we're going to get to another topic here. He says, yeah, the special and collector's editions are usually limited. You rarely find them in store anymore. You have to uh, get, you have to prefer to get them nowadays. He says that's kind of like where he thinks that for pre-orders, it's okay to go for the collector's and specials. You just buy sure. the base game buy that day one. But if you get in the
1: special ones, yeah, you got to get out there early and uh, get that yeah, pre-order. Yeah, and sure, like, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I... Mm-hmm. When I say that I hate pre-orders, I'm talking about like just regular base game pre-orders. Because honestly, it's in my experience. I used to work at GameStop, and in my experience, like basically what I've seen over the years since I've quit working at GameStop, it's kind of helped to lead to developers giving less complete games Mm -hmm. because they can kind of they can gauge the interest of a game before it releases. Based on how many pre-orders they've got, and then you know if they've got a knockout like Cyberpunk, then they can release it in a state where it's not done, and that's where pre-orders get you because they made all that money back on Cyberpunk. They made yep. that back and more yep. before the game released. Yep, yep. and it released awesome. in such a state. And I, I love Cyberpunk. I would, I played it. I binged it when it came out and I'm still playing it to this day. I love cyberpunk and they've done a really good job of updating it and making it playable. But at the beginning, especially on consoles, it wasn't playable. And like it released in that state because of Mm -hmm. pre-orders. But I, I I totally get where he's coming from as far as the collectors and special editions. Yeah. You got to pre-order those because you're not going to get one.
2: I would like to see those, get tone, get toned down a little bit and I'm specifically thinking of Ubisoft um, mm-hmm. because Ubisoft will put out a new release game and there'll be the base version of the game and the gold version of the game and the ultimate version of the game and the yeah. iconic cap version of the game. I'm fucking looking at you uh, fucking watchdogs talking about an iconic cap for the first game that a character's appearing in. Like, yeah. there, there's... they, They are the the kings of, like, okay, I need a fucking chart, I need a grid showing me exactly what I'm getting in each of the five different versions of this game that they're putting out at launch. Like, that stuff I could do without, you know. If you want to do this super awesome one that's, you know, going to have the the character statue and that sort of thing, that's fine. You want to do, like, a, you know, you get this one in the soundtrack, that's fine, but just, like, can you not make it so confusing that I don't even know what I'm getting anymore? Yep. Yeah, I, agree,
0: I agree with you on that one. I got one more topic for us tonight And then the, that will be it for us and it's gonna be the big one, which is This just got announced later this afternoon or earlier this afternoon. Sorry And that Sony has announced a new partnership with discord now This isn't the same as them coming in and outright buying them as was the talks that Microsoft was offering upwards of 8 billion US dollars to acquire discord. This is in a minority stakeholder purchase where playstation slash sony is going to is well that's just it they have a minority purchase in discord so it's just interesting what they're going to be doing with this going forward so i kind of want to go around the table here and and hear what you all think this could mean going forward we all kind of speculated what would happen if discord and microsoft teamed up and now we're at a position that where either sony is going to be the exclusive minority partner in here with discord Or we're going to start seeing microsoft and nintendo jumping in and discord becoming the one-all be-all hub of online communities and Simply getting people together um clappy i want to throw this to you first um because again you and i had been just kind of briefly mentioning talking about this before we get started here i just want to hear your thoughts on what you think this means for Discord and Sony going forward Uh,
1: with it with it being a minority share I am a lot less worried about this partnership than I was with Microsoft's uh, uh, bid to outright buy them Um, I think what I see from this is that Sony is looking for a better way to integrate communications on their platform um and with them being a minority shareholder, they are going to be able to partner with discord more easily to integrate that into PlayStation uh, plus and their mobile app that they use for communications and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just from what I see, I think that's kind of where this is going. And I was <clears throat> kind of thinking the same thing when Microsoft was talking about um when Microsoft was talking about buying them, I was thinking the same thing like cause Xbox party chat is absolute hot garbage and it needs an overhaul and PlayStation chat is likely not much better. I haven't played PlayStation in a long time, so I don't know, I but think it's
0: worse in game than Xbox game chat.
1: Yeah. So, really like, <laughs> so, Maybe so like, so, so like video game console chats need an overhaul. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for that to happen for Sony. Um, I oh. didn't actually think about it until you said it just then, but it—I I, like that idea that Microsoft and Nintendo jumping in on this as well, and kind of Discord becoming like a central hub for communications for gamers. I think that would be, like, I think that could be, could be a good thing. Um,
0: yeah, could be. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean all three of the companies want to get in, get together sit at the table and have themselves a cordial meal it does not sound something that's ever happened before yeah. or uh I mean just getting <laughs> cross play Sony was like
1: no we're not going to <laughs> no. do it I
2: don't know no. if you guys saw that story that came out today but man were they against it Oh, oh yeah
1: they were they were hardcore oh, against it Oh god
2: that the the uh few uh, the few quotes in there about like yeah, like, a lot of people have said, you know, what it what advantage it brings to the players, but we don't see what advantage it brings to us. Oh, yeah, I remember Man, that. I, like, I remember
1: that. Ooh.
2: Yeah, you want to know? Oh, God,
0: what a but, thing to say. But that's what we had yeah. also said about it, too, is that Sony was in absolutely no position to want to join in and allow their larger player base to get pulled in there. So, so this is kind of where, like, I mean, we're starting to talk about multiverses and Epic right now is developing a multiverse. And there's other companies out there that are aiming to develop these multiverses where you're going to be able to go in and access different gaming communities and different games, just like in Ready Player One. I was reading an article uh, that, you know, that was more on the techie side of things. I didn't want to bring that up to it today, but it basically just had to talk about like, there's a guy, I believe he's out of uh, Activision Blizzard, but he was talking about how the idea of like ready player one and that multiverse is not very far away so if if discord and microsoft and nintendo and sony all come to some agreement you know that could be another multiverse right there inside discord discord could eventually become that hub but wes over to you how likely do you think that that would happen that you would see microsoft nintendo and sony all becoming minority uh uh investors stakeholders in discord together or do you think that sony's kind of won the game here they got in first they've got the deal and now nintendo and microsoft are going to have to go out and find somebody
2: else to dance with uh, i mean i'm sure that there were certainly some eyebrows raised at microsoft today when that was announced um it, it, it sounded when those those talks when discord announced that that kind of wasn't happening and the, the you know they were they were going to be discussing this any further with with microsoft the whole thing sounded like it was very amicable like the that both sides were like hey you know what now is not the right time discord had said like outright hey we, we you know we're talking about going public we want to sort of test our our waters there dip that toe in and see kind of what that gets us uh to see if they can sort of build something bigger because they they've had like the They've had this ability to kind of go go in and buy games and that sort of thing as well. So, like, this is not uh, an and like the the just the communication side. I don't feel is their end game. I feel that it's that hub where you go and you can buy games, like say from the Sony Store, and they just take mm-hmm. a cut. You know, um, it's it, it, it certainly when I saw this news today, it the whole thing kind of locked into place for me. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why you'd walk away. It's not just we're going to go public. It's Sony's talking about becoming a, a you know minority stakeholder in us. Maybe Microsoft wants to step up after they find out that the competition is in there. You know, and, mm-hmm. and certainly it, it, I I don't know numbers, but it seems as though PS5 is still selling better than the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Not that Microsoft necessarily needs that, but yep. you know. It, it, it's it's still <clears throat> it's still a part of their business it's still something that they're sinking money into and they want to make that return on investment right yeah um, real quick to highlight just mm. on microsoft you know you mentioned that microsoft doesn't really need it
0: they just had their best i believe it was it's their uh, q4 report i believe it was their best q4
2: report ever their game oh, division. Yeah. None <laughs> of these companies are hurting right now. Fifty percent. Let's, let's be honest. Like even when we were talking a couple weeks back about you know the losses that that Epic's experienced through the Epic Game Store losses. Like, yeah, like losses. that lost losses. them money, but they still have lots of money. They're still making money. Yeah. Uh, like on the whole, that's still a thing. So uh, you know right. this just this just seems to me to sort of give discord that boost in in terms of conversations with going back to microsoft talking to nintendo because god nintendo needs a a damn communication they really method. do yes I, they really do. I understand they're against it and the whole kids online and that sort of thing i understand that i get it but even even just the the solution they have it's so many hoops you have to jump through just to make that thing work is is yeah. it's too much it's too much there's easier ways and yeah. I, Kinda...
0: And I also think that Microsoft and Sony have done a fairly decent job at adding restrictions in on accounts. I can go in on my daughter's Xbox accounts and I can restrict the crap out of it. They oh, yeah. Can't, they can't do anything except play the game, right? So yeah. there are those limitations there. So Nintendo's reasoning for not having a platform for people to go and have chats on, oh, well, we don't want kids interacting with adults. I mean, it, you know, it's that that's just i think nintendo needs to move on through that i think that there's a lot of adults that want to be able to communicate with their friends and not have to use discord to to do that while we're playing nintendo games um but danny i want to throw it to you you're you're our big nintendo guru in the house how would you feel uh if nintendo reached out to discord and discord became the kind of chat integration with nintendo or do you want nintendo to go out and develop their own and have like a nintendo online service which they do but with chat, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but...
2: <laughs> Nintendo games.
3: <laughs> I, I agree 100. Nintendo Nintendo does need to have uh, you know a better way of communicating with players, especially nowadays, since uh, most of the games you know that they push are very um, you know community heavy, right? So you you having these 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 games now where. Uh, you you want to communicate with people, and you have to use you know either their app, which only supports three games, or you know you, like you said Discord, right, uh, to to talk with your friends or call or whatever. Uh, but yeah, they, they they do need to do that, whether or not they're gonna combine themselves with uh, Discord or not. Um, it, it's one of those things where it's like um and will brings it up here depending on how much of, of shares of that Sony owns of uh, of discord um you, you don't know what microsoft and nintendo are going to do uh to answer that question though i think nintendo might you know do their own thing because that's that's what nintendo has done and yeah. i don't see yeah i don't see it ever change i think if they're going to do something they're going to do their own way of bringing uh, you know, a chat or a communication service to it. Um, just hopefully you know it's it's good. Um, that that is one of the things that I agree with you guys it, it is lacking. Uh, I don't use it much, but for the people who want to use it, then you know that that I agree this should be fixed up. Um, you know th- there's another thing too like you know we're talking about just the communication feature um, of Sony now having discord. Uh, it can also be a marketing feature. You know, Discord is used by a lot of gamers, mm-hmm. uh, and it's easy to get information out. that That can not only be great for Sony to you know to increase the communication on their consoles but it can also bring awareness uh, of their games. And of course, I, I can see them spamming the shit out of those chats uh, with you know updates of games coming out or DLC oh, yeah. or something, right? Yep. Uh, so th- there's there's two functions that I can see that sony is going to have fun with on this one um whether they are going to use it to boost up their communications that hasn't been explained yet we're assuming because discord is communication service that uh, that you know they, that's their idea uh, but i see it more as a marketing scheme um it's it's one of those things where it's like they're thinking of ways to expand to get people's attention um you know social media is not doing as much for them i guess so <laughs> they're trying to come up with uh different ways to get mm-hmm. people uh interested in their future products uh and discord like i said it's a huge thing everyone has discord uh especially if you're a gamer even non-gamers now have it be so that they can follow um you know people like streamers like us that mm-hmm. uh, do our stuff right so and then they want to chat with us and want to hang out with us uh even though they're not in person right but um yeah I, I saw this news earlier, and I didn't fully read it because well, I was having a day from hell uh but like you know um it, it's big news we we knew that something was happening with discord uh we thought we we all assumed it was Microsoft because that was the that was the rumor, but Sony beat them to it, I guess you know they flaunted more money at them, and you know discord was happy with it, and they they took the share um yeah. but yeah we're we're definitely gonna see now the next few coming months uh more information i'm sure it's going to be leaked uh whether or not so you know our our theories are going to be correct uh i see it more as a way of marketing that's what i'm going to go with right now Uh, i'm sure like i said we're going to find out eventually um whether it's going to be at e3 or not uh you know we're we're getting to that time frame so we'll see what happens we're we're still very early into this little merger kind of thing so anything can happen
0: yeah well, it's not quite a merger but i i definitely do think that we are going to be seeing sony receiving a lot of love and attention on their chat side i believe it's going to be an integration with discord at some point uh-huh. um, yeah i believe i was seeing something as early as like the beginning of next year is what they're aiming to have all this set and ready for yeah. um but that does end us tonight here on player to player we've appreciated everybody for tuning in and Hopefully you enjoyed hearing our thoughts on the gaming news of the week that you don't want to miss out on because if you do, that means you're not informed. And being uninformed as a gamer, well, that's not fun because then you miss out on things. We do want to say a big thank you to Clappy Von Trappy for being here with us tonight. So again, thank you, Clappy. And uh, just one more time, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? At?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can find me over there at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Von trap. Um I stream Wednesday through Saturday. Uh Variety of games, mostly Sea of Thieves. Uh, this month, we're doing charity for St. Jude. So, if you like kids and you like to help kids, be sure to check it out.
0: Got a whole bunch of Sea of Thieves gameplay over there, and we'll be over there definitely show our support and make sure lanes head over there for the month and get some good Sea of Thieves in and uh, some donations for the kids at St. Jude's. Danny, west as always. Okay. Yeah, the cat. Yes.
3: (laughs) Uh,
0: Danny. I was gonna say, I I did hear
3: cats coming from the back there.
0: (laughs) Yep, that was me. (laughs) And Danny West, of course, always a pleasure having you two with me tonight.
3: Yeah, always fun. Thanks for having me, buddy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Always a great time. So we'll be back next Monday from nine to ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time, discussing the weekly game of news again that you don't want to miss out on. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you next week. And the cat too.